You're listening to Future Theater Radio with Bill and Nancy Burns, right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN Radio. Hi, everybody. We are your co-hosts, Bill, that's me, and Nancy. Hi, it's me. Yes, yeah, I'm reading yeah, chat. Chad yeah, Burns. yeah. And we are your co-hosts on Future Theater Live on PSN Radio and the Dark Matter Digital Network. And tonight is the last Monday in July, July 25th, 2016. Our guest is the wonderful Soroya, our producer. Oh, and Chris Brown is with us tonight and, and our producer yes, recovering from his um, Qatar is our producer, the Jackal. Angel, say hi. Hi. That's better. I am better. Hey, folks. And so, Angel's getting a little better, as you can hear. Right, and Soroya's full name is Soroya Bila. Soroya Bila. Bila. I'm glad you said that and not me, because I would have butchered that. Everybody, every, and I asked her again tonight, because no matter what, how many times she tells me, Bila... I want to pronounce that extra I-E. And I also misspell it all over the place. I misspelled Soroya for like months after um, we first, you know, got to be friends on Belgab and then got to be friends in real life. Soroya Bila. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and in fact, Belgab might be a, might be a topic tonight because um, we're going to avoid politics. The Democratic Convention is on <laughs> as, as we speak. And it's if, a good um, idea, Nancy. It's a good idea. Well, if you um, want to be a smart listener, and this is, it doesn't matter whether this is live or Memorex, go to PSN radio.com. Correct. Yes. radio.com. You got it. Yeah. And you will see there a chat, a, a live chat link, and press it and stuff. And you'll find yourself in the Skype chat where there's a whole lot of people. And we were talking before the show about politics. And I probably think we might want to just leave it there. Mm-hmm. Since, since, yeah, uh, since I won, that one went on a while. Yeah, you might want to leave it. To, <laughs> I don't think you won that one, Nancy. Uh, no, people people lost see. their jobs. People are in trouble with the law, possibly, and they're all working for for Hillary Clinton. Well, here's the thing. I've got some thoughts on the matter because I am taping the. First of all, I was riveted to my TV screen for the whole Republican convention, and am taping the two hours I'm going to be missing right now. So I will. The minute the show's over, I'll be listening to live and then moving on to the tape. Now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. And so the point is, for women of a certain age, for any woman who's ever. Well, actually, it's not for women of a certain age. It's for women in the world because it, since American women couldn't vote 100 years ago, that's America. Um, the, you know, the fact that we finally have a woman who might break the glass ceiling is really, 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 really hugely important. Look, I'm, I'm all for like a woman president. I think that would be great. I just don't think Hillary Clinton is that person. Well, she I do, but here's a, the thing. Before we go there, um, uh, PJ has sent a link of a fellow who died today, who is a guy who probably should hmm. be commemorated a bit for this audience. Now, his name was Chili Billy Cartley. Chili, Chili Billy. Okay, that, here's that sounds now, like we're being punk. Chili Billy. I don't know. No, 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 no. He was okay. He was part of 
Um, okay, um, I've got to, uh, PJ's got to put the uh, the details back again uh, in, in the big public chat here because this guy was part of the Living Dead. You know, the Night of the Living Dead. He was part of that group, oh, cool. I think. You know, and he's a re- oh, he was one of the zombies. Yeah, and he was something. Okay, let me find my PJ file here, and, and he told me um, between the shows earlier today. PJ, PJ, PJ. That was that was a movie made on such a stringent budget. Yeah. That when George Romero went out to I guess Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania, Western Pennsylvania, and he hired students. Yeah. From Slippery Rock State College, out in Butler. Okay, so uh, here's who he is. His name is Bill Cardilli. I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't know him, but he was a Pittsburgh icon. He hosted Chiller Theater, Chiller Theater, Late Night Monsters show. I love these Late Night Monster people. And then he was a weatherman on the local news. But most important, he was in the original Night of the Living Dead. And he he hosted a studio wrestling show. And um, Night of the Living Dead, one of the first great successes. And in fact... That's one of the first things that really scared me to my core because there was a magazine store in the corner that I'd have to go into for, for to buy things. In a poor, poor, poor neighborhood, the corner store is where you get everything. There's, you don't have any other options. And so they had bad magazines on the racks that my mother always told me, just don't look at them. And one of them was um, a child gnawing on his mother's – her mother's arm. It oh. was like – <laughs> Night of the Living Dead, and oh, I just man, that's nasty. I know, and, and for a little kid, you just don't you think it's real. For all the trivia buffs out there, for all the trivia buffs in Radioland, Night of the Living Dead is known as the first movie when this happens. What? No, no, it's for all the trivia buffs out when there. When what? Oh, what, that's the question. When that's what the happens? Question. Night of the Living Dead Uh has gone down in movie cult history because there is this one scene in the movie. And it's it never happened before. Brains. Nope. What? That's cool. The black man. The black black guy hits a white girl. Right. Never have seen that in motion pictures. That's true. And this is 1962. 62. See. One of the things when 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 Angel and I were really going at it, I'm I'm glad your voice is better, Angel. But you want to just here's the thing, <laughs> and then I'll oh, get no, a, she's coughing. I've got a coughing fit. Um, I I lived through those years, and when I was in the process of getting divorced from a fella who would have been one of the great Trump supporters if he if he were still alive. Okay, he he he'd be. He'd be a Trump supporter today because someone, I think it was um, Matthews, Chris Matthews, mentioned that Trump is the last president we'll have, last guy running for president, who is really a 50s kind of guy. He's got a pompadour. He believes in 50s values, basically, particularly as they affect white men, and which is why all the white guys are, yay, white men, you know, which is refreshing because white men have had it. Really I'm wrong. not a white guy. I'm a Latino, and I'm and I'm for Trump because I like some of the stuff that he's talking about when it comes to immigration. Look, we're in a time where this country this country is overpopulated with illegal illegal immigrants. This is a fact. You can deny this, and a lot of drugs are coming through the Mexican border. That's a fact that cannot be denied. So he's talking about real issues. Unlike the other side, they're talking about silly stuff like letting more Muslims into the country. That's not good. Sorry, that's just not good. Look at some of the terrorist stuff that's been happening recently. Orlando, that was a Muslim. Dallas, 
that was a Muslim. Right. Just saying. Just saying. And radical Muslims, they do create that kind of atmosphere. Joe Sung Hui at Virginia Tech. He he was Korean. A Charles um, uh, Wade Page at the um, killing all those people at the Sikh Temple in Milwaukee. He was a white guy. Elliot Roger. He was he was another white guy. I can go. Uh, Dylan Klebold, James Harris, two white kids. I mean, yeah. you, you can't just dramatically say, well, because there were two incidents. Well, I think because we live 9/11, in... 9-11, Bill. 9-11. We live in the age of the Internet. Yeah, my thoughts on that, too. Well, we live in the age of the Internet. <laughs> I, the, I mean, how do people do research and find out who's telling the truth when there is a very vast right wing, because we, we're part of it, we know about it, right wing make-up stories machine, okay? Truly make-up stories you in order... You what stories they make up. Okay, now, whether they do it on the Democratic side, too, I'm sure they do. But I know for a fact, because we've been part of that sort of world. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, we know Jerome you know, Corsi, well, for example, as a personal players on friend. That level. In other words, he's not a friend, but, you know, he's a personal... And in the course of doing business in 37 years in Shadowland Press, I believe it's been 37 years now, a long time... We know people who've worked with Trump. We know people who've worked with the people on the right wing. And that the right wing press is not something you can trust. I just beg you. And you can trust the left wing press, Nancy, really? Well, it depends on how. I'm, left- a, look, I'm a lifelong oh, Democrat, and you can't trust either side. That's a well, fact. You can't, you can't trust somebody who's got a, you know, a knife to grind or an axe to grind. You have to kind of try to find the facts through areas that you've trusted for other things. So that, for example, take, our, take the candidate Bishago. We were talking about him before, you, before the show. Andrew Bishago is a candidate. A candidate for what? Only President. in his mind. No, no, I believe, I believe he did, in fact, sign no, up didn't. something. Who knows? No, he said no, his- no. What he's, what he's doing, he's, he's running on the cuckoo party. That's what I'm calling it. And the cuckoos who are going to vote for him are going to write his name in because they don't want to vote for either Trump or, or Hillary. So they're going to write in Andrew Bishagio's name. But he is not really running for president. He's what running for president spe- like I'm running for president. What if they can't yeah. spell it? Well, that, That'll be a problem. It, it'll be some dead guy from like 1938 who get, gets elected and yeah, he but won't the, even the, notice. The, the point I'm making really is you have to look at the candidates that you – Name one. Name what? What? What am I for, uh, neglecting to name? Uh, guys, type it out better. I'm. I. Who? Uh, I'm getting. Well, we have an active chat. Let's just say, and we have a phone number too. I should say. I just. Yeah, I say just gave it. I gave it. So folks can call in and yell. Seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. And by the way, when Soraya comes on, she's a lady, and she's accomplished something that very few people can get to even with bill's help she's accomplished something and we're celebrating tonight that she's published her book in both ebook and hardcover and she's almost finished the second and you know normal normal productivity here it's what you can do so anyway so when when soraya comes on um and what am i naming here guys what am i naming no idea yeah Uh, no idea at all yeah Um, i'm sitting here uh, no, here's over where my I'm head, going. Nancy. Over my head. I have no, okay, no idea. Well, here's Chris? why I brought up Bishago. Okay, no? this is a little okay. bit over my head. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Bisaggio. There we go. Yeah, Bisaggio. That's yeah. why I brought up Bisaggio. Once you decide, I think I might want to vote for Bish- Bishago, uh, Johnson, 
Stein? No, see, I would never vote for Bissagio because the guy's saying things like, oh, there's a jump room to Mars. And yeah, but I've I want to the, I, Hold on, and I've been to the, and I've been to the, to the past, and I've seen, oh, you know, the Christ crucifixion, and his one proof of evidence is a blurry picture from the 1800s, and he's like, yeah, that's me in the picture. I'm a little boy, but you can't see his face. It's a little blurry okay. image. Okay. That's his yeah. proof. I'm sorry, I, I, that's not proof to me, and to me, anything he says from that point on is just, it's suspect. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not joking with you, but I am saying that there are going to. I be hope you are. <laughs> there are going to be people who believe him, and I'm saying what the, the yes, point, the cuckoo party. That's what. But what's his? But what's his? But what's he running on? I can't make my point. I'm trying to make my point. <laughs> I well, want to make, make my point. point. Yeah, let, let, let's see if the caller has uh, any points. Caller, you're live on Future Theater. Better hey, I want to. <laughs> I wanted to call and stop you, political lunatics. Hey, uh, <laughs> So hey, it's PJ from uh, out in Western Pennsylvania. Thank you, PJ Yeah, how are you? I'm doing? good. It's good to talk to you guys. Hey, so he was. Um, I don't know. It's probably it's probably before a lot of your listeners' time, but he hosted uh, Studio Wrestling too. And I don't know if you guys remember Bruno San Martino. Oh, I sure do. Oh, the, yes, yeah, heck yeah, Bruno San Martino. Yeah. And who's that? Well, he was like him and Bill Cardell were like hand in glove. They were best buddies. Um, so Bill, Bill Carter, he hosted one of those, you know, B monster movie shows on Saturday nights, the famous chiller theater that had the, yeah. the funky, the funky kind of sixties music, but he was in, uh, he played himself basically in night of the living dead. And he's interviewing the sheriff and the posse as they're going uh-huh. out to kill the zombies. Uh-huh. Um, oh, and he's standing that's there. the guy. Yeah, and he's standing there, uh, you know, in front of the the Channel Eleven actual news car, using a real microphone and doing the whole deal. But um, so that's kind of, and he was one of those people that he was a local and he was kind of slightly known. So George Romero roped him into doing it when he was filming Night of the Living Dead, which is if for anyone that hasn't seen it or if you haven't seen it in a while you should check it out because it is absolutely, it's more than just a zombie movie. It is a benchmark oh, in, in the history of our country, in uh, the movies of our country. You know? Absolutely. A black now, man as a protagonist, you know. Right. A black man as a protagonist hitting a white woman, but, because that's the first time it ever happened um, on screen, but the other thing is that when it's all said and done, who gets killed? The, the hero, the protagonist, yeah, he's a black it's, man. It's it's incredible. It's it's well, an how, incredible how did, thing. How did he get cast? How did he get killed in the movie? No, no, cast, no, cast. in the movie. How did he get cast? Um, how did they find him? Oh, he, you know, I I don't know how how he got cast in the lead. I I know I've read it, but I don't remember, and I'm not going to try to 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 um try to reach back here and dig something up because I might be wrong, but um. <clears throat> well, they no, were he most... was he was a, he was an actor. He was he yeah, was a well known actor in the yeah, Pittsburgh area. Actor. He was a working um, actor. <laughs> yeah, there was just, you know the main cast of characters were real actors, um, and then everybody else was just whoever was around um, at the time. It was actually so in Evans City, st- which is oh, they were college Sorry, students too. No, no, no. There were college students too from the whole Butler area, from the whole. Yeah, well, sure. Yeah, the whole. The I mean, I almost every zombie was just uh, somebody they grabbed that wanted to make you know whatever ten bucks for a week's worth of work. Yeah. Well, when he was <laughs> when he was play, playing himself, did he actually have the local news 
uh, call f- numbers right on his car or truck? Yeah, yeah. And actually, they have the the big old you know station wagon with the big gull wings on the back of it. Yeah. You know those big old station wagons. There's one of those with a Channel Eleven logo, which is there now WPXI in Pittsburgh. It's an My NBC uncle station. had an old Rambler or something like that old station wagon. Yeah, it might be. It might be one of just like that. Um, what was so, the yeah, car? The, yeah. What was the car where they had push buttons in the dash? For oh, that was in Edsel, and that was also in in the 1957 Chrysler models, the Plymouth, the Chrysler, the Imperial. Can you imagine that, where you push the button for, like, drive, right? Well, you have that yeah, now. Yeah, for the to shift, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, you actually <laughs> well, have Everything that. old is new again, right? Well, you have that now in really? the Prius. That's really? that's basically yeah. your transmission, yeah. Maybe so, try. Well, maybe so I'll, I'll let you, <clears throat> sorry. Okay. I'll let you guys go. Thanks for thanks for taking my call. Thanks for mentioning Bill Cardell to these kind of special guys. You know, I have a connection to uh, Bill. In a way, oh, you do. What is that? Well, not really a connection to him directly, but something happened to me that is very similar to happened to him. Um, I'm in a zombie book. That's right. <laughs> What there's book? a book called Deadhead's Evolution, which is written by Franklin E. Wales, a friend of mine. And uh, there's a character in there that uh, it's a guy out in a radio show who gets killed by zombies. And he called me before the book was finished. He's like, hey, I got an idea. What if I write your char- the character in the book after oh, nice. you and I name him Angel Espino, the jackal, the jackal's head. We put everything in there. And I was like, dude, you don't even have to ask me twice. Do it. So if that ever gets turned into a movie... I, my deal was if that get, ever gets done into a movie, it'll either, either be me playing my part or it'll be Brad Pitt because he looks just like me, obviously. So yeah. either me or Brad Pitt. I mean, he's a dead ringer. He's a dead well, ringer did, for me. Did you get? Um, did you get eaten? Did you get eaten in the movie? Oh, Nancy, it's bloody, it's brutal, it's beautiful. Uh, what happens? Oh, to you? Nice. What? Not, uh, not, not to be a spoiler, but well, I don't want to spoil it, but I, there's just says a lot of num 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 num. <laughs> Wow. Zombies so, eat me alive. Uh, Deadheads uh, Evolution. Hey, Check uh, it out on Amazon. I sent. I also sent Nancy a picture of the uh, Kicksburg uh, UFO festivals coming up. So if anybody's coming oh, up, oh yes, it's coming up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who's uh, who's uh, who's running it? Um, I don't know. You should. Nancy. You should. I told Nancy you should be the grand the the, the grand chairman or whatever it is of every year. What yeah. I'm not going to do is have ride those, in the car. Is have those hot wings yeah. in that firehouse in Kicksburg. That's for sure. <laughs> Okay, guys, I'll see you. I'll keep listening. Thanks okay, for thanks. Thanks for Bye-bye. All right. Yeah. Well, by the way, I went to a car show uh, here they had in Roseburg a couple uh, weeks back, and I put a picture you might have seen in the PSN chat there of maybe kind of the, the, the car that he was kind of referring to. It was like really nice old station wagon. They had all fixed up, and you can see it there in the picture that I put on it. That's a cool-looking station yeah. wagon, yeah. It nice. is. It was really cool. And, and the paint job on it was really Ooh, good detail once you got up close to it, too. See, I'm a car Trump, lover. If Trump That's were nice. smart, he would say he's going to bring back the 50s cars. Nancy, then we're a, talking. He's a, he's a genius, that man. Yeah, genius. he's a super genius, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Billions. Billions. I, I personally welcome our, our, our Trumpian overlords. I do. I welcome them. Yes, indeed. Well, put it this way. Who, who, like, like it was mentioned in chat here, who would you rather have as a first lady, uh, Trump's wife, Melanie, or, or Bill Clinton? Bill Clinton, because he speaks English. Yeah, yeah, but he is a man. I don't want him as a first lady. That's just weird, man. Well, you're not ready for Hillary, then. There you yeah, go. At first See spouse. That? First dude. Nah, I'm first, not ready for Hillary. I'm, I'm, ready, I'm ready for a first woman president, just not Hillary. Well, I think... I think this is. I mean, I'm I'm passionately thrilled by what's going on right now. 
Um, it's a great oh, me, time. Me too, especially yeah. the uh, the whole debacle with the, <laughs> the Democratic Party. It's except, except that's very troubling. Let's let's talk about that for a second, because you know we as citizens don't really know who's who's pulling the strings, and I find it astounding that the the uh, Putin government is basically destroying or trying to destroy the Democratic – well, it's Paul Manafort perhaps. That's what they seem to say. But if Manafort really has those kind of ties, doesn't that disqualify him as an American? It does, and sort the of? FBI is investigating it. I mean you, know, you want to talk about FBI investigations. Woo-hoo. Yeah, well, They find out that the Trump campaign ha- is complicit in espionage. Yeah, but Hillary lost that's an email. So. Yeah, but but after what Hillary did, they really well, can't do anything. Well, that's what I'm saying. Anybody. What Hillary did, I yeah, know, they're absolutely they're absolutely equal. Actually, here's the, here's the thing. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, really quickly. One thing that never comes up is the intent, and the word intent was very important in this whole FBI thing because if you think about law, the one thing that they try to get you on or let you go on is if they can ascertain your intent from your actions is your intent to be a spy or is your intent to try to i mean in 2000 and and when are the emails lost 2000 and what six hillary's emails nine six no, or nine? Nine. it was nine yeah nine. Nine, do you remember do you guys have you ever remembered the absolute hell that email is and if you bill and i are still paying an earthlink account $29 a month because we're too chicken to, to get rid of that. E- email is hellacious. Okay? There are people that I work with. And in 2009, it was way worse. AOL. And besides, she did not inherit an email protocol. That's the big problem. Well, no, but here's the thing, Nancy. She What she did was a lot worse than other no, Americans. No, it was have, a lot better. No, hold on. Let me, no, no. Let me finish my statement here. What she did was worse than what other people have gotten in trouble for in this country. There's a soldier who got in trouble and got, a, hold on, and got arrested, got arrested because he simply warned somebody there was going to be an attack somewhere. And they and they arrested the soldier. This, I can't remember his name, but this is actually out there. He was arrested under the under the unified code of military justice. He I understand that, but that's one incident. Was, but that's one incident compared to thirty thousand emails. No, but it's a whole different type of law. But Hillary's intent was to protect herself and her privacy because she's been a hated person ever since she opened her mouth, as I would have done, mm. and said, "I'm not going to make cookies. I'm not going to be like every other wife and stand by my man. I'm going to be." You know, you're getting two for the price. But she did stand by her man. I would have more respect for her if she would have left Bill Clinton after the whole Monica Lewinsky scandal. Let her do what she wants. They could be best friends and best friends with benefits for all we know. We don't know. I don't want to trash people's marriages. I really don't. Um, I I don't want to say that the worst thing. I and I won't say it. It's so bad about Donald Trump. What I said in chat a little earlier that I'm not going to carry that meme forward. If it's real, it'll take a life of its own. If it's not, it won't. You know when I'm talking about the the inappropriate stuff, right? Yeah, but here's the thing: that inappropriate stuff also includes Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. So, do they really want to investigate that? No, because, that's yeah, yeah. Because they're what, they're completely I involved, say don't and that's part of the emails. Any also. of them. Three don't more minutes. Three more minutes to go, and we will get through this first half hour. <laughs> <laughs> and we were and we weren't going to talk about politics. I know, remember? I know, and we're still don't talking. Vote. And Soros going to come on. You're going to start it up again. No, no. No, because Soraya will not have any part of it. I guarantee you. She'll just say, you know, let's not. 
Can we not? And, and look, and look, addressing that supposed incident, uh, that was 20 years ago, supposedly. Supposedly. And in 20 years, this man has made billions of dollars. In 20 years, nobody comes forward and says anything. And now he's running for president. Now all of a sudden, somebody grows a conscience and oh they have to God, come oh forward. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Angel, you have to. To me, that completely just smells fishy. It forward. smells fishy, fishy, no, 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 fishy, no. fishy, fishy. People have come forward for years and years and years. Fishy, fishy, it's- fishy, fishy. Before the internet, there were magazines and newspapers, and people came forward and said all kinds of stuff about oh, yeah. Trump. Oh yeah! Oh my God! As far as that's yeah, but, yeah, no, that but nothing, cool. nothing, that nothing really close to that. No. no, that really played big. In well, York. only no. here, only this. He's not what he says he is. He does not have much money. He never has. He is leveraged. Well, that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. The whole thing is with this Epstein person, who is really closely connected to the Clintons and to Bill Clinton particularly. He is loosely connected to Trump. Who's and Epstein? Epstein, go backwards. Who, who's Epstein of which we speak here? He is the person involved in the entire scandal. He is the guy who was arrested, uh, and just to air it out there, he was arrested for pedophilia and for all, all kinds of different things. Oh, that guy. No, no, no. I'm yeah. not talking about that. I'm not talking. Oh, I, I think that's pretty suspect. I, see, there's no, that whole, that whole thing is suspect. But here's the thing. You know why nobody really wants to bring that up in the Democratic side? Because he is deeply connected to Brooklyn. Now, this person did serve time. He did serve time for, for pedophilia. Uh, he was arrested for it. And Bill Clinton and him are good friends for many, many, many years. Talking about decades here. And Bill Clinton and Hillary are both connected to this person, tied to this person. Financially, he gave to the Clinton Foundation for years. Okay, He's a person who's been involved with them for decades. There's a loose connection to Trump because Trump had some kind of a business association on one of his uh, business dealings or something. Very loosely, nothing that really could be even tracked down permanently or concrete. They're trying to smear Trump and trying to involve him in something that he probably had nothing to do with to begin with. But if you're talking about something that was 20 years ago and nobody's come forward for 20 years, and all of a sudden the guy's running for president and all the allegations are coming out, that's fishy to me. That's very fishy and very, very suspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, I totally agree. Well, of course it does. I mean, I don't it, like it when I don't like it when they do it about Bush and Cheney out. either. Do you remember all the stuff that was whispered about Bush and Cheney? And that's where we in the UFO field have a kind of an obligation because there are lots of people who will come on these shows saying that they're mind control um, um, uh, victims, and I hope they're not telling the truth because they sell horrible stuff about Bush and Cheney, probably Clinton, anybody of that era back in those days. Right. Remember There's the like stories? The, of a power structure and everybody's evil. Remember like the transformation of America, I think is one of the names of the books. You have to be careful what you're reading. Like William Cooper is yeah. not your best source. Exactly. No, 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 no definitely I mean, not. But it takes I, I, made that, I made that mistake years ago and I learned my lesson on uh, William uh, Cooper. Bill Cooper yeah. had a, was fancy to put it mildly. Talk about and, the cuckoo and, and party also, right by there. The, by, the, by the way, when someone comes out at the end of their diatribe and you find out that they're anti-Semitic, you can call me a social justice warrior, but anybody who at the end of the day can't stomach somebody because of the color they are or the religion they're choosing Goodbye. The rest of what you talk about, I just, for the time being, would rather listen to somebody who's got a bigger worldview than one race is better than another. It's craziness. God didn't doesn't make mistakes like that, even if it's evolution only. God, well, God does evolution. make mistakes. God does make mistakes. Uh, if not, how do you explain the platypus? Just saying. Well, to other platypi. I'm just saying, They're platypus other. is a weird-looking animal. Just saying. Yeah, it's but a weird-looking animal, but, the, but I'm the, telling you, you were a cockroach. You know, that's lunch. Yeah? 
Yeah, but if you uh, if you're Mrs. Platypus, you don't like hearing that. That's right. Just saying, Mrs. Platypus. Anyway, so it is I'm now. Gonna the- you, I'm going to give you a piece of naan, and I'm not cutting it up. We need to bring. Watch out for the platypus too, because they can actually sting you, or whatever, with those little prongs in the back, which they they carry venom. Believe it or not, for those. Really? God is yeah. weird. Now, man. now you tell us. <laughs> they do. They do. A of very, course, religious people painful. be religious people be like, "Oh, God works in mysterious ways." No, that's just weird, man. Very, very painful, and cause it's like a burning sensation. Very heavy duty burning sensation if you get stung or, or clawed or whatever by him. So, yeah. my friend, you know way too much about the platypus. I'm just saying. Yes, so don't don't fight with the platypus. Okay, it is now the bottom of the hour. We have to take our break, and we're going to come back with Suroy Bila um, after these uh, messages from I don't know who. But anyway, after this, we are coming back and uh, stick with us for Saroy Bila and um, the story of vampires. We are your co-hosts, Bill and Nancy Burns on Future Theater on PSN Radio and the Dark Matter Digital Network. Story of vampires. Back after this. No longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954 That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Four thousand seven hundred and thirty-four UFO sightings in 2007. by aliens or unknown species reported by American and British citizens and hundreds more unreported in 2007. Suppressed information about collisions with passenger aircraft and UFOs that has been kept from the public knowledge for years and only one trusted source of information from some of the top UFO researchers in the world. Exclusive information that cannot be found anywhere else on the planet. Trusted, connected, accurate. The UFOstore.com Expand your personal library with fast shipping and instant downloadable information from the largest selection of UFO products on the internet by going to theufostore.com or call on the 24-hour, 7-day-a-week order line at 541-523-2630. The truth is out there, and theufostore.com has it. Look! 
up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com back just in time on the air here at Future Theater Live on the Dark Matter Digital Network and PSN Radio with our guest Soroya Bila. And thank you for joining us, Soroya. Um, congratulations on publishing your first novel. That's oh, no help to you. No help from you. Well, they didn't. What can I say? The, the two publishers I sent it to, one still said it's, it's, it's making the rounds. And uh, another one said flat out that they don't handle that genre anymore, which is weird because they used to. I mean, horror was a big genre for them. So, Well, now that Soroya has not sat on her hands and bemoaned her fate, but in fact has completed book one, gotten up a website, as you asked, and even made a print book, does that make her more attractive to – Publishers now? No, but or less. He, uh, no, um, <laughs> I'm just. I think it, it's you know, neither. It's... But um, my thought is that I'm, I'm trying to connect with this one press, um, and they do have a a horror genre. I mean, I'm canting them with a whole bunch of reasons, but they do have a horror genre. So, well, um, okay. So I'm let's let's doing. go. Let's go to the. How did you, Soroya, get the idea for this book? And how did well? How did the idea occur to you in the first place? And let's—we're talking about Velvet Heaven, Book One, right? Yeah. So okay. So let, I want to back up something about the genre of my book, and me, this is on me. I had this genre recently when I was putting it on Amazon, and I don't know that I would necessarily say it's just horror. Like I would definitely say, like, did you know, Bill? There's a category called paranormal romance. Wow. I did. did you know there's a uh, you know there's actually a category called paranormal gay romance? Well, yeah, and this is bisexual, yeah. so I mean, I'm not really entirely sure where I go, and you want to talk about a niche genre. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you could be a pinball machine. I mean, a pinball on a machine. Because well, you, try, because to, you try to describe your genre, genre yeah. to the paranormal genre, 
to the gay genre, to the vampire genre, to the romance so, genre. Bong, 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 and that's is there a Cuban genre in there somewhere? Because no, but there's but there's if, but there's book were in Spanish, but here's sure. the most important part of nice. the whole genres. Here's here's the one I like the best. Hey, this is about sex. Uh, for women over, yes. let's say, a certain age, 50 Great. maybe. And, and, and who and, yeah. better to, to hit the fountain of youth, might I say? I mean, that's what attracted me to the whole story was not the, you know, the vampire stuff so much as the moral and the person who becomes the vampire. Well, let's go back. Okay, so it's, yeah. So, so you what, wanted to know how I started this whole thing, right? Yeah, and, and what genre would you put it in? What, where did you end up at? An Amazon, for example. Yeah. Well, I had to pick like five genres, and if memory serves me, and I'm doing this off the top of my head. Uh, which, by the way, when I published, I was decided. I fan myself. No, I decided, <laughs> when I decided to publish, um, I thought this could only help Bill's quest, but maybe I was wrong in thinking that. that. Don't worry about it. I'm still pushing it. Look, for, for all you know, somebody's going to pick it up, read it, and say, you know, this would really be. Um, a really great story for a cable movie for, let's say, a, yeah. a lifetime or something like that. Or um, and the beauty is, and the next paying, thing you know, yeah. you're you're getting seventy five thousand dollars for this uh, for the rights. So listen, be happy. Oh, absolutely. And you know what I liked about doing it, and I will get into why I started it, is that I had control over all my artwork, everything. I, you know, nobody's messing with her age. You know, those are concerns I had. So anyway, this all started. Because I decided to call in Friday Night Trivia on the Raleigh James show. That's how this all started, to be fair. So I got to know Raleigh over, like, the course of a year. Um, we were emailing back and forth, and I just thought she was really interesting. And I decided, as a thank you for some personal stuff she did for me, to write her into a zombie novel I had going at the time. Well, you see that? Just like the two, just like Angel and then and uh-huh. Bill. And uh-huh. Bill... What's his last name? Billy, the Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams? No, Billy, no, no, Billy the, no, the zombie movie. Billy B? The, yeah, Billy, no, Billy, no. Billy Katie. Katie Billy? The man no. who just died that we were talking about earlier, that who guy, was yeah. in Night of the Living Dead, Bill Cardelia, I think. Yeah, Bill Cardelia. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy D. Cardelia? Yeah, so we're talking about three different people getting written up as zombies as a favor. So, <laughs> so what happened was she was so interesting to write that I'm like, no, I scrapped my zombie book. And I'm like, no, I'm going to write uh, Joey Roxy, which is my character's name. I'm like, I'm going to write her because I think there's a better market for this. And then I wrote 50 pages in a month. And I have a day job. Like, I mean, I was staying up all these weird hours. Like, I would sleep after work from, like, I don't know, like, 5 to 9 and stay up till 3 in the morning, get up right. and go to work the next day. And I wrote my first novel in 11 months with nice. a day job. Mm-hmm. I read so, my first novel in 11 months. <laughs> <laughs> So that's sort of how it started. And actually the vampire thing started because for years everybody swore that Raleigh wasn't aging. And then there was this forum. I don't even know how I stumbled onto it and I can't find it now where I was doing research about her and some trucker swore to God she was a vampire. It was hysterical. Mm -hmm. So I'm reading this. I'm like, what if it's true? I'm like, just what if she really is? And that's Mm -hmm. sort of how it all started. Well, she has, in fact, read the book, right? Oh yeah, she gets everything before I before anyone else, and that's not a deal that we had. That's just something I do for her because basically I'm using her likeness, and I mean she's cool with it. She doesn't care. She gets it more for like the fact that that's just me doing her a favor. And so let's, so so here's a question: <clears throat> Have you thought of this? Let's just say that in fact, a producer. Um, this is not going to be a Cecil B. DeMille, but let's just say that a, a, a B-movie producer 
comes up to you and says, look, um, I really uh, would like the rights to this. I think it's interesting. I think we can do blank, 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 blah, blah, blah. What then do you have to do for the image and likeness which would have been Raleigh in the book? You know, we talked about that. And she said, her quote was, I believe, unless you're making more money than God, I don't want any part of it. So, because I I like. At some point, okay, at some point, let's just assume that will happen. And if that's the case, you will have to sign a document in which you want and represent that the characters are totally fictitious, that they're not based on any real human beings, that if in the event there is a dispute, uh, dispute, a lawsuit, a this, a that, because of something in the script of a movie that's changed something in the novel, and there is a problem with your use of the character and the image and likeness, Everybody is going to look at you. So my advice to you is get something from Rowling in writing saying you have the right in the, uh, to well, use that character in the novel. Um, can I ask? And to convey that right to any future Well, how would a person person? reading the fiction put two and two together that Roxy they, is? They wouldn't. Unlo- I mean, they wouldn't unless they actually listen to you. Here, here's my other thought on this, and here's something else that Rowling and I talked about. This is my version of her. So it's not really her. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's not... I understand what you're saying to protect myself and not that I'm sure your listeners want to hear us talk legality, but it's a good point. You'd be surprised. Um, you'd be surprised. <laughs> well, After that first too. segment, you'd be shocked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's in my book now. I can't. Okay, look, I, I can't imagine this would happen. I suppose it could. But here's the other thing. And, and this is dark and morbid. But by the time I get famous, she could be dead. Oh. Oh, well, she's not young, okay? I that's mean, a little morbid. That's a little morbid, yeah. How old well, is she? Well, she was. We don't actually know. Some of us speculate, but she won't tell us. Well, she's <laughs> she's somewhere in the vicinity of my age, and I don't really. I'm not aging naturally either. I really am not. My point is, is that she but, would but, tell you that herself, okay? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So between you and me, and everybody listening. No matter how much you want to vote for one person or another, there is no such thing as vampires, really and truly. Uh, there might be people with pyromania, luria. Crypto pyromania. whoop de doo But there are no. Crypto pyromania <laughs> is actually called medical vampirism, medical cannibalism. But, right. I mean, medical vampirism. It's a disease that uh, was discovered back in the 19th century, and the name back then was called mauve. Because the person's urine was a mauve color, so they called it mauve. But it mauve. Is. Okay, uh, uh, Angel, do you know what color mauve is? Sort of. Is it like a red color? Sort of. And what about you, Chris? Off the top of your head, mauve. If somebody said they want to give you mauve draperies or a mauve car, would you want it? Hmm. Doesn't sound too enticing. I don't. Is Chris there? Yeah. I don't get mauve. to. I don't get to ring in here. <laughs> Well, I'm assuming you know what mauve is. You're a girl. Yeah. 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 Right. Go, I mean, you have to, you run across mauve if you're a girl and there are bridesmaids' dresses to be worn. <laughs> you're going to see mauve. So the whole point it's of purplish. The- it's purplish. It's purplish, gray purplish with a little red in it. Right. Mauve. Uh, I was close. I was close. Yeah. It's very distinctive. 
No. And the, the cryptopyrolurea means uh, the color mauve in the urine comes from these things called cryptopyrols, which are um, secreted out in the urine. In other words, purple pee. Purple pee. Basically. Purple rain. And, and um, <laughs> wow, the things I never be. thought would come up in this conversation. Rest in peace, Prince. But the whole yeah, but you know what? Is, that could be what that you, is. You have to have raw protein. That's ah. the point of. That's one of the things of the disease. That you have to have raw protein. And so there was this one killer up in Genesee, New York, on, um, uh, near the Genesee River in Rochester called Arthur Shawcross, very famous killer. And he was called the vampire killer because he would take, he would eat parts of his victims. I'm God. not going to get too gory. Well, um, and, and, and when they, and they were calling him the vampire, but when he was medically tested, they found out they had this disease called cryptopyroluria. And he had had this disease from the time he was, he had worked in a meat packing plant up in upstate New York, and they and he got fired for taking bites out of the sides of beef, oh, like Rocky. Yeah, Except, I just keep thinking as I'm hearing Bill talk that I want to hook him up with Raleigh and just see who knows more. <laughs> that would be, that would actually be cool. We should set that up if we can get her to do it. She you would know, she's it. just probably she's just busy. It. I'm sure yeah. that like if she had the time, she would do it because I yeah. know her. Um. She's running two radio stations right now in Arizona. So, Well, she is an absolute, unbelievable font of knowledge about things. And she doesn't talk about it that much, but she has not only – she bought, I think, two radio stations, right? She's or she No, owns, she inherited oh, them. Ah, yeah. And she inherited them lock, stock, and barrel, the whole thing, and she's running Yeah, them. her and her husband, John, um, they're kind of a package deal. John's in the book, too. John is amazing. John and I are Facebook buddies. He's awesome. Okay, so let's, let's, uh, since I have, in fact, read your book, how is John – and John has read your book? Yeah. And what's been uh, John's reaction? He's dug it. Um, but, see, John and I have a special writing relationship. He wrote uh-huh. a script, and he sent it to me very early on when I first started talking to them. So I have it. Um, I had to sign a waiver that I wouldn't talk about it. Okay. <laughs> but um, at any rate, he's a writer it, himself. And actually, his whole profession, he's one of the founding people who started cable TV. Oh, really? Yep. Wow. Uh, in, where, in what part of the country? Uh, that I don't know. I wonder like, where I, cable started. Because I remember when it was starting out, and I, I, the guy I knew is the half-brother of the real Wolfman Jack. The real oh, Wolfman now, Jack. So you guys and, could yeah. talk hours about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, so forth and so Oh, my goodness, yeah. I w- uh, but I, you know, I don't... We're a small little nothing little... No offense to our listeners. <laughs> You're wasting your time. But, but, you know, I'm shy. And I really am sort of also... What's that word? A fan or like uh, I'm gobsmacked. What is the word when you're a fan of someone and you I you were it's fanatic? It, no, I'm more like idol worship, and it's sort of like I'm afraid to ask her because if she says no, then I'll feel sad and I won't enjoy listening. Okay, to her well much. I can intervene in this way. Uh, the only reason she would say no is that she's busy, and I, she sincerely means that because I've asked her to do other things for me, and she does, and she's reading my book in the midst of a disaster. Do you guys have any how? how cool it is for her to have my book in its raw form sitting on her nightstand. And that's what's going on. I mean, that's the second book. That's how it goes. I mean, she read the first one. This is a cool story too. She was going to Vegas for a convention with her husband, read it on the way to Vegas. Mm. I wish, I I wish you, you know, wish you could have been been fun if she, where she laughs out loud, you know, 
And where she, she said, said Yeah, the first I, I won't it's so funny that I remember all this, but like one of the first times she started reading it, she's like, Oh my god, my own words are coming back to haunt me. <laughs> wow. Like she's like it's very it was very surreal for her because I'm I'm really good at dialogue. Um I have education in that way and um for anybody can I give people a writing tip? Sure. Because, okay, first of all, like, I did go to school for this. Um, I'm not saying you have to. I'm saying it helps. But I had a great, great teacher. His name is, well, he's retired. His name was William Harris. And I took his playwriting class. And that really helped my dialogue. Because you have to rely on your dialogue for everything. And what was the the writing tip? uh, The writing tip is take a playwriting class. No. Because... it will seriously help your dialogue. Like I was and, and very. But, high- what do you, okay, so what do you learn in the playwriting class that helped you? But how to write dialogue. dialogue. No, but what? What? what how did? How did you, Soraya, uh, like improve? Like you went from you learned what about dialogue? Well, here's the thing. I was very heavily relying on my description ability at that point, and uh-huh. my yeah. dialogue was not natural, or was it? I don't know. It was. I'm trying to think of. I don't have a professional word. It was not very flowing at that you time? Think it, you think it was stilted? Sure. We did, you make distinct, that. did you make distinctions in the dialogue but, um, among your characters so you yes. can recognize the dialogue? So what the in, the, in the playwriting course helped you to let it flow more freely? Because I had nothing else to rely on. I, uh-huh. I could not use like description to rely on getting my point across. I literally had to rely on my dialogue and that changed my whole ability to write. Um, that, and honestly, if you're really seriously going to write, you have to do fiction writing workshops, and they're brutal, but you'll learn a lot. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I wonder about that because I also I come I came to it a little differently in that I was writing on my own from my you know for myself and so forth in high school and all that stuff, and then eventually took some classes in the sort of like later in life, you know, like after I was you know my sure. 20s. You know, and I had already formed, let's say, my habits and things. And I found the right all writing workshops. I found distressing is, I think, the best word I could say. Really distressing because for such a private enterprise, um, I, I and that's frustrating for me because I, I, you know, I would love to talk about it, but I find it too private to talk about, and I don't, you know. Um, Feel comfortable well, you've been criticizing other workshops. So I've been to a couple. Yeah, actually, um, uh, Joanna Russ. The and, and since we're talking about feminism, that was Clarion. The female man. Uh, I wasn't at Clarion. No, this was at uh, Oneata. 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 Yeah. Oneata, New York. Uh, they had a, they had a women's writing festival when Bill and I were getting together, and I was getting divorced, and I'd already applied for this and gotten accepted. And then my marriage fell apart, basically. Just bleh. And I went ahead and went to the writing thing anyway. And it was so liberating. But that, And so there you are right, 100%, Soroya, 100%. Because it was like the best thing I'd ever done. Well, and it was received. It was, it was, it was, um, it was all women. And I think that was a big help. Because back sure. in the day, you know, um, Erica Jong had written Fear of Flying. That was an important book. A Diary of a Mad Housewife was an important book. Uh, Bell Jar. Those were sort of the feminist books. And mine, when it came out, actually was put into those, into the line of that, with lots of, you know, a lot of critics said that. And so women felt safer among women back then. So, for what that's worth. So, yeah, you're right. Wrong. 
Well, the thing is, is one of the things I learned, because I was never in classes with anyone famous, not ever. Um, but one of the things I learned was that how to take criticism, because you oh, got yeah. a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I would always get nervous, but it was funny. Most of the feedback I got was positive because I had such ideas that were so, like, outlandish in ways, but fun. Like, I don't ever claim... I remember somebody on Belgab getting in my face about this, that I was writing literature. I'm not writing literature. I'm writing something you take to the beach in the summer, okay? I, no, I never claimed. But no, but not, not so. You're a good writer, and so you can take criticism because you are a good writer. Um, you will only become better. You know, well, you, can't get, you, can't, you can't get worse. And so criticism won't, you know, unless, unless it's mean, creepy criticism, like, you know, you shouldn't be talking about stuff like that. No, I haven't gotten any of that. It's funny. I've had people that don't even read the genre um, who will read it and say I'm a good writer and that I should write something else because I'm not going to break in this way. Why? And to me, this Why? is so important to me because of, I guess I should discuss in another aspect where, not to take over your show, but this is something I've been <laughs> no, thinking about. You are the guest. So one of the reasons I wrote this book was I thought it was needed. Um, all of my friends, we all read like Anne Rice. We've read Twilight. You know, there's nothing for anybody over 40 in this category. Mm-hmm. And and everything with Twilight was so virginal. Nobody is, what can I say? What's my limitation on words here? Same. Like, no one's getting laid in Twilight, okay? So, like, there's nothing. And these housewives are all reading bondage. Like, I'm not writing bondage. Don't get me wrong. But, like, there has to be, like, some cross-genre where I can write some erotica. They get represented. And they're encouraged to have sex over 50. Mm-hmm. So, like... Because we're, uh, God, I hope I'm having sex over 50. You know, I hope that me happens too. for me. <laughs> I want to start having sex now anytime. I remember when I did have sex over 50. Last like, I can remember last time I had sex. But, you know, I don't, consider, <laughs> I don't consider Twilight to be vampires. I mean, that's just, vampires don't sparkle in the daylight. No, and Rice. That? Yeah, she wrote a much better representation. But it was all about men. Like, there were no strong women. And it was a lot of homoerotic stuff. Not that I'm against that. I'm not. Cool. Yeah, and, and when there are strong women, they always come to, they're always dastardly, period. You know, they always have to have, have that's the whole thing. Uh, men are in these, well, anyway, most well, really. The strong woman is always uh, the Cruella character. The Cruella, Disney, yeah. Right, that, that that's the strong woman. Um, yeah, I mean, that's all going to change, I hope, in the future. Hey, Star Wars had a strong woman this year, this past year. Yeah, they do that. Yeah, yeah. That as long awesome as she's character. over, as long as she's over, she's seventy and strong, and a superhero. That'd be cool. Well, no, no, this this girl's like eighteen and strong, but still very cool. <clears throat> well, and one of the fun things I had about writing it was that I wanted this to represent people who had no voice. Like that was really important to me. Like as I started writing it, I started to layer things in. And what's even funnier, like you were talking about writing the first novel, I had no clue what I was doing. My next two books, and actually I have something planned after this that's going to tie in, but my next two books, I have all planned out. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And, like, the second book was so much easier. Mm, like, really? the first yeah. book was so yeah. hard. And, like, the second book, it it hasn't – the only reason I didn't finish it sooner was I had a girlfriend last summer that was a disaster. So I would have been done then, and now I'm more focused. Now the new rule is I don't date anybody till I'm done. <laughs> Sorry. Well, unless the right the right person comes along, but I wanted to I wanted to ask you, um, how did you come up with the procedure? This was my fa- I have to say my very favorite part of what happens to an ordinary person. I mean, we're talking really detailed stuff, right? When Roxy, um, when Roxy transforms. Well, you know what's yeah. funny about that, and I don't know if I know Bill's a writer too. I don't, Bill, do you write fiction too? 
Yeah. Okay, so then this will apply to everybody who's listening, like who's who I'm talking to right now. I don't know if Angel's a writer, but it'll apply to you too. Only in my dreams. But go ahead. <laughs> but the whole thing is, is like, I don't remember a lot of it, if that makes sense. Like, I sort of remember it, but like, there's part of me, and that happened last night too when I was working on something. I sort of remember it when I'm writing it, but the whole planned out thing with Roxy was just natural. Like I sort of knew what I was going to do with it, but there was no final, like as I was writing it, it happened. If that makes sense. That's what I was just going to ask. So you start writing and you sort of, because it flows very naturally. It's almost like now this is happening and you know, she should be in the shower. Um, so for, I mean, in other words, it's a very, it's pretty graphic. I was just in it. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I was there, for lack of a better term. Like, I was with her. I don't... It, it's very hard to explain. I almost feel like, and that's going to upset some of your listeners, I almost feel like something's working through me. Well, like, all, I feel all writers... I, well, all writers all, I think all writers, no, honestly... No, they really do. They don't... Maybe, if if you're talking to a, a far-right Christian crowd who feels that might be demonic, then they might not say that. But I think all writers know... For example, when you're really in the heat of it, and I really miss that, and I am longing to get back to that, you actually are – I'm, I'm telling you this now. Hear me now and believe me later. You are actually constructing a real future. You will be in that future someplace because you're, when you're in it, you're, it's like you're putting building blocks down of a reality that you eventually will inhabit. It's, no, I, I, I absolutely believe you about that because my whole life has been like that. And people think I'm nuts about this. I visualize everything I want before it happens, and that works. Right. And, 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 right, right. You might it's have Jedi crazy. abilities. I mean, I'm just saying. Of, uh, I mean, actually, it's the law of attraction that popularizes it, but it is a true thing. But it's thing. also the creation of reality. As science catches up with what writers already know, and you can look at science fiction for that, <clears throat> you are um, – your thoughts build your own world. And unless you are, I don't know, for example, I've never been to Europe, and I think I know what I'm going to see, but I know that once I start the trip, I'm going to erase all that and just see what it looks like. But I guess that doesn't make sense where I'm going with your thoughts build the future. But, but in real life, hmm. when I wrote nope. my first novel, it came true, is the best I can put it. And I did everything I could in my power to make it not be about my family, be about anything. And so when I was writing this current book, that book for Nori, one of the things I wanted to do was have this person put all of their stuff in a kind of a hippie shack, a little hut, a writing hut, and then, of course, have it burned down. And my son just absolutely said, do not burn down the hut because it will happen if you do it. I guarantee it. It's very weird how that is. Just no, saying. It's a it's a very slippery slope that way. You have to be careful with what you're constructing. But it, as far as like... It's good to talk about this actually because I, I, I don't like any like I said I worked last night for like four hours because I was trying to adjust my sleep schedule for you guys tonight because I work wow. a day job still. Thank you. So I I literally like slept all day and was up and it was so funny I wrote for three hours and I don't remember it like I sort of remember it yeah. and I came to this part where I decided to write some more erotica which is what I do and I'm what I do best so I I'm getting into what I'm writing and today I was doing rewrites which I used to hate but now I love. And I'm like, God, I don't even remember writing that. But I did. I do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I was here. <laughs> I totally do because in the case of the Nori book, I haven't had the courage to read much of it. But when I do start reading it, particularly, I, I did 30, 
eight long chapter, longest chapters, seventy thousand words or so. And so, in some of the middle parts, it's like, wow, I don't even remember. I don't remember creating any of this really, but I know I did. It's there, and I was in another world. You get into another world, and it's I worried spiritual. about that. People don't. People don't get it. It's like yeah. I don't know how to explain it but i remember it happens with nonfiction too because raleigh and i have talked about it a lot and she's like yeah i was doing book interviews at one point for my book and she's like somebody asked me about some story and i literally did not remember it mm-hmm. and she's like she's like and then i went back later and read it and wrote was like damn i wrote that you know right, <laughs> like right, right and yet on the and i'll tell you something even scarier even scarier if you have ever kept a diary Yes. And actually a physical diary, and it's not on a, an optical drive or some form that you can't get to. It's not digital. But I have. And you read certain things. You have – they have become – some of the things that are in their, in your diary are in your memory. Oh, Well, anyway, again, I'm going to drop it because it's not going where I want it to go. But, it, but in other words, it's like I don't remember living this thing at all. The stuff that's in the diaries. It's it's in real life it's gone too. It's a very Which very is a different kind of thing entirely, but but have you guys just weird sidebar, have you guys talked about the Mandela effect? Because we should do that one night. Well, okay, I don't believe it. Uh, I think it's a I think it's a, a completely wrong thing. But really? I, well, I, well, or, or I agree. Or put it another way. When uh, Bush was getting, and it's the same thing happening now. When Bush was getting elected, not to make it political, I'm just curious. No, 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 no. This is a, and it's such a true story. Bill and I were living um, in California in an architectural house. It's called an architectural house. Uh, a famous architect built it, and they're very treasured in Venice. These kinds of houses, and we were having a hard time. You know, as book packagers, every once in a while you have some hard times, and so we were taking what work we could get and we were working with a bunch of young republicans because that was happens to be where we ended up west point graduates. west point graduates and i and they were young and, and we were doing deals about golf courses and advertising what kinds of stuff to do with republicans and i never spoke up or said anything like you know i'm not really going to vote for bush and when that whole thing was hinging on you know a couple of votes and all i just felt like my not speaking up put me in a different universe. And when the towers came down, I felt I was personally responsible because I had not spoken. I, I didn't speak up, you know, and I ended up in the place where Bush was going to go. And I just, it, I just felt, you know, something. Okay. So behind the scenes, Republicans, that's where I'm, that's why I have such a prejudice now. So that's why I'm speaking up. Can I speak about the Mandela effect for a minute? Yeah. And yeah. Why, I, why I think that, that would be it, Angel. I, I believe I jumped universes. Well, no, here, here's my theory on the whole thing and yeah. why I do not believe it whatsoever because I've seen a bunch of videos recently for whatever reason. Now, it's like the flat earth theory. Now everybody's talking about the Mandela oh, effect. Sure, sure. It is. And, yeah. yeah, and it's, it's crazy because one thing they, they keep pointing out, and look, I'm a Star Wars nerd, okay, and they keep pointing out that, Luke, I am your father. Like right. They say, that was the original line. I've been a fan since I was five. It's always been no I am your father. And when I see the Mandela effect and I see them say, no, it's Luke. I am your father. I'm like, no, it's not. I've known the line my whole life. It's always been, no, I am your father. Because he's answering, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. And he says, he told me enough. He told me you killed him. And he says, no, I am your father. That's the most powerful line in the history of the trilogy. And you're telling me that 
millions of morons don't know what the line is. You're telling well, me because, that because everybody has it wrong. They're, Come on. Quote, they're quoting the gist of it or what they remember. But that's well, they're, no, they're quoting, they're quoting the memes and they're quoting the T-shirts and the exactly. stuff that, that they're the putting out as propaganda because exactly. it makes a lot more sense when you're putting a T-shirt together with Darth Vader to put Luke, I am your father, than no, I am your father. It, it would make no sense to put it that way. Unless right. you see the entire scene play out, then it makes sense. So well, people are, are completely brainwashed by something that they think is the way it was and now they're looking at the Mandela effect and they're like, oh my God, CERN, what a, they've opened up a black Oh, oh my goodness they've changed time oh my god this is uh, this is proof no it's not folks i kind of cling to the crazy but but another part of the mandela effect is is the berenstein or berenstein bears you know sure. about that yeah <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah and the mirror mirror on the wall i just had a That's moment where one. i just was curious about your opinions if i missed a show on it because well, we live. We actually live in the house yeah, right next door to. We are next door to the actual oh, Berenstein lady. The, she she lived into her nineties. She was still drawing. Oh, uh, she had a big drawing, you know. And, and she lives right. Sure. I could have gone up there had she still been or, or the <laughs> and knocked on the door. Right? I could have, but I do remember kind of seeing both. You kind of thought it was Berenstein or Berenstein. I forget which. Berenstein is stranger, and I think people thought they mm. saw Berenstein. That's what I think. No, I don't believe in it, but I do think, as I said, I think I created my own by not speaking. In other words, whether I created another universe and I ended up living in George Bush's universe by not speaking <laughs> up, or even if not, it's really a good idea to speak up and try to do the right thing, even if you feel chicken. That's all. Because otherwise, you'll, it'll eat at you, right? Right. And that's where I was True. going with this whole other universe thing, like because we were talking about immersing yourself in your universe, and that's... That's to get back to writing for a minute. That's the problem I had. Like I was not a good short story writer because I have a world in my head. That's just how I work. Mm. You know, I don't work on that smaller. That smaller level is so limiting to me personally. Like I know great short story writers. I really do. And uh, one of the things I should have told you as you ask me how this all started actually technically, and I always forget to tell people this. The whole reason I started writing vampire stuff was I had a bet with a friend of mine who's a much better writer than me. She just never finishes anything, if that makes sense. <laughs> does that ever sound familiar? It does. And I mean, she could write, like, literature that would change things. Like, she's that person, but she's got kids and busy and chaos. So, like, she writes amazing short stories. But we talked about it. We were having this bet one day about, like, she's like, writing erotic is hard. I'm like, no, it's not. And then so I tried to write a story. It took me 15 pages to get to the sex. So that's sort of how this all started. Like, And then like I just snowballed into the Raleigh stuff. Like I had already started to experiment with what I was going to do. And I think I might release that story at some point, except I can't really release it in anything that's not NC-17. Because I didn't use like safe words, if you know what I mean. I don't mean bondage for those people who are into bondage. I don't mean safe oh. words like that. That's the point of there. You do mean or you don't mean safe words like that? You don't. No, no, no I don't mean. I mean, okay. like, I, there, are, there are words when you're trying to, and you guys know this, there are words that you're trying to use so you can have a broader appeal. Like, there well, are certain words for, I can't use certain slang terms and still be considered, like, mainstream. Like, it, it, there's lines you cross where you go into the pornographic area versus being in the, like, acceptable area. Maybe well, that's well, like okay. So well, that's okay. true. But, but ever since true. Elizabethan or even Shakespearean, all kinds of there's always been rowdy body writing that has some of the most lyrical names for things. Are you saying that? Are you saying that 
there are let's take uh, let's take an innocent part of the anatomy. Is there any kind of word for the breast, the female breast, that you <laughs> you wouldn't want to say? Not innocent. That's not innocent. Well, like like I can't say like okay, I can, but it changes <laughs> the whole context. Like I'm gonna I'm not gonna dance around this much longer. But anyway, <laughs> so it's like when I wrote the story about my friend because we got into this argument like i was using the f word i was using like normal slang words for parts of the body now it, it's been my understanding my whole adult life and i don't know if this has changed and actually sort of as when i was a kid too because i remember reading stuff that if you use certain words you cannot sell in a bookstore <laughs> now i don't know if that's changed you um, know so well i mean I, henry miller certainly could sell in a bookstore grace metallius certain uh, certainly sold in a bookstore well, well, and you know what i'm thinking too naked lunch like that's sort of a you know exactly I mean, that's where i was going or um <laughs> who's the fellow who wrote the fight club uh oh i love that guy by the way that's my favorite movie of all time is fight club Oh my goodness! Well, have you Great read? Movie. Have you read? Um, the, he has a book of short stories, and it's only the second book. He's an I, amazing writer. I know. And there is the the. If you ever read his short stories, a book of short stories, the first short story about the bus driver, and the pool, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God! So anyway, so yeah, so uh, I think that opens up more for language, just the visuals he he creates. I think. Calling something something is not nearly as horrible as describing what he was describing. Or if you read any any from Vietnam to, after World War II, um, Catch Twenty Two, and forward, war stuff got really graphic, and mafia stuff is really graphic, and that's all allowed. But what you're saying is it's more restrictive, I guess, when it comes to caressing the pudenda instead of <laughs> you know chopping it up. Right. I don't know. It's funny. I really struggled with this. Like, okay, so last night I'm writing this scene and like, I'm so sorry. Do you guys have questions for me? Like, I'm all over the place. No, I want it, I want it to be as freewheeling as possible because... Okay, cool. We've really get finish. a chance. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so I'll finish what I was saying. So anyway, so last night I'm I'm writing my stuff and... And I got to this point, and, and this is another thing that I do too. I will decide sex I want to write, and then I'm going to write to get to the sex. I know this sounds ridiculous, but it works for me, okay? So... All of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, I really want to write sex in a pool. But what if the pool is blood? They're vampires. So I start writing all this stuff. And I'm like, man, I can't say that. I'm like, I can't. Like, I was really hindered by words I wanted to use to describe the action that was going on. <laughs> you know, I'm like. Well, also periods. Ladies and periods. Uh, is oh, that God, that never of- even crossed my mind. That's so funny. That's in bad taste. Yeah, right there. That's- yeah. I mean, actually, does that ever come up in a vampire story? What happens when a vampire is having her period? I don't think vampires have periods, Nancy. Uh, Well, let's ask the vampire maker. Well, in my world, they don't. But I've got this whole weird thing going on in the second book where they have a drug that momentarily makes them human. So Uh it never crossed my mind about the whole menstruation cycle. But I remember one of the things. That's where people are going to, if they're going to accuse you of being a witch or a, uh, a godhead or a vampire, it's because you bleed without pain. Without much pain. Well, well, you know, what's funny about that is one of the early, early things when I first came out that I was reading, I was reading all this erotica because in the 90s, it's even different now. Like, but in the 90s, you had to kind of hunt for stuff to read. It's a little bit different than it is now. Barnes and Noble. (laughs) Right. So I remember buying this, this lesbian erotica vampire book and reading stories about like, I'm like, nope, I'm not doing that. I'm like, nope, that's not sexy. I don't want to read about that. Like, like I had my own prejudice about that. Like, I'm like, nope. 
I'm not going there. Because, like, there's something taboo about it. You know what I mean? I'm not saying there should be, but, like, I, it never crossed my mind. I guess maybe subconsciously I was writing about it. But when I was writing The Pool, I was thinking, wow, wouldn't that be cool if I was a vampire and I could submerge myself in blood? Like, I'd want to do that. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's and true. one of the things I tied into it was that legend about the countess who used to kill virgins and soak in her blood. Mm-hmm. She was, an, based on an actual person, trying to think of who... She was uh, considered Bathroy, I believe her name is. Uh, was she an empress or something in Yugoslavia? There is a there. I don't. She's one of the early female serial killers. She used to kill like oh. all her servants and like. <laughs> I'm surprised you know, Bill doesn't know about this. Uh, well, no, we, I don't. I mean, it, it, it's uh, I'll have to look that up. I well, mean, I still it's have way old. Yeah. Like well, 1600s old, like. <laughs> yes, and and what did what did you say her name was again? I'm going to look her up. I want to say it's Bathroy. Um, okay. Oh, check it out. Yeah, and I what know. What country yeah. would that be? Hung- Hungary. I don't know off the top. Maybe of my England. Head. I mean, Hungary. Hungary. I don't know. Um, I I read a there was a someone gave me a script once to read uh, a long time ago, and and I happened to read it actually on the train. It was uh, going, you Hungary. know. Whoever said Hungary is the winner. Hungary. <laughs> Hungary, okay. Yeah. Yep. I've been hungry. And who wrote, um, how do you say the fellow's name who wrote, um, it's Chuck, is it more, it's not, it's Chuck. Palashnik, Palashnuki has a weird name. Oh. Palashnik. Yeah. I can't pronounce it. I'm sorry. Who wrote Fight Club and those yeah, yeah. stories, yeah, right? Wrote, yeah, yeah, yeah. Palashnuk. I'm going to look it up and. And Chuck Palashnuk. Palashnuk or something. Yeah, he has, a, he has a weird name. It's a weird name to pronounce. It's a, he's a good writer, though. Excellent writer. Yeah, and to go on a totally weird sidebar of other things that got me going down this road like years ago, um, the movie The Hunger. Anybody? Oh, sure. What about it? That's Whitley mm. Strieber. Yeah, it, that's Whitley Strieber. Yeah, yeah he wrote The Hunger. Strieber, yeah. Did yeah. he really? I did not know that. But, like, I remember when I first came out, that was another one of those movies where I'm like, oh. Okay, because there wasn't anything like that for us. Like it, it again. It's not like it. Like it's everywhere now. It was not like that. So like that was one of the first movies I saw. And then um, I'm trying to think of all the legends I read. There were all these '70s like B movie vampire lesbian movies. Well, Woody Strieber well, wrote The Hunger in 1983. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, he wrote The Hunger. I don't know what year, but I think it's oh, one wow. of the, heart, the heartbreaks of Woody Strieber. He he was. How did he wind up with aliens if he exactly. broke something like that? Exactly. And he got Deneuve and Sarandon and Bowie? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Yep. Then he got abducted. Cool and figure. he also wrote The Howling, another one. Oh, yeah, The Howling. Mm-hmm. And Wolverine. Did he write Wolverine? Yeah, no, Wolverine. no, no, no. How did. Oh, no, really, I want to understand the transition from being that good of a writer to what's going on now. Well. Oh, oh, uh, it's this. I don't think I don't. You know, I've read I read 2012, for example, and I think what okay. There's a book that Whitley wrote when he was younger, and it I think is one of the keys to Whitley World, sadly. And it's called Billy, and it's about a kid named Billy, I believe, who gets abducted by a serial killer. He gets abducted Mm. by a serial killer and tortured, and this is supposedly one of the most graphic and heartbreaking, et cetera, et cetera. And people who've done a lot of work about Whitley Strieber, the, the uh, person, say that his father was a high-level uh, intelligence guy down at a place in Texas where they, had, they did experiments on children and stuff, and Whitley was perhaps one of the kids, so forth and so on. So this book, Billy, is sort of the, the core of Whitley's 
um, things. And, and, and the, the book 2012 is a horror story too, but they almost always end up in the same place in, in perhaps. Did he, did he write 2012, the, the movie 2012? He wrote that? No, 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 not that. No, no. 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 He wrote just one the, of the 20, one of the 2012 novels. It was one oh, of okay. the, many, many, gotcha. many. Not the, not the at all. But, okay. but basically, you know, he, he, he is a good writer. I don't think he stopped, has stopped being a good writer at all. And I think Communion, because it was well written in the exact same tempo and pace as any traditional horror story, except he's saying, this is true. And, People trusted him. Yeah, yeah, that book scared the hell out of me. The thing with um, was that Philippe Mora, who was the movie director who made Communion, he was up, I think it's in Poundridge, and and he was a witness to some of the goings-on there. So I have another person who told me that, yeah, that stuff was true. That's terrifying. (laughs) You should be terrifying, Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's what I like about my vampires. It's never going to happen. As much as like that's my conduit for what I'm writing. I mean, I can write it without it. It just makes it fun. But like, there's no like. I- I'm pretty certain, although hmm. you know, I don't know firsthand. I've never met Raleigh in person. I'm pretty sure she's not a vampire. Well, if you ever hear somebody say, "I want to drink your blood," you might want to run. Oh, I would so let her. You have no idea. Like, <laughs> but if it's, a, if it's a dude, creepy voice, you might, you might want to no, 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 no. But I'm just saying, like, if she offered me immortal life, yeah, I would take it. Sure. Really? You let a vampire, like, suck your blood if it means immortality? Well, see, but that's the well, thing in any vampire It depends book. on who it is. I was specifically <laughs> talking about what I was writing. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, anytime you write a Makes vampire sense. book, you're going to be talking about immortality. And is it all it's cracked up to be? You know, I mean, the whole point of vampire books... Most writers try to suggest that they don't have a fun time once they have immortality, but not you, Soraya. Your, your vampires do seem to be enjoying themselves. They have. I don't know what happens in book three, um, but okay. When you talk about killing in general, um, or as you say, cheating is not or feeding. Yeah, feeding is not cheating. Sure, right. Yeah, you're coming up with all this yourself, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is, is that they don't normally kill people. Like there, there's a, there's a period in time where, in my universe, the suspension of disbelief, um, where they can kill people, but generally speaking, they don't kill from people. And the other thing I did that was unique is that they feed from each other. Like so, there's not humans can be necessary, but there's more of a thing that's going on with like I sort of made ancient blood like ancient wine. Like it exactly. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. Ooh, and and um, and sort of also, there are people who write. There are hierarchies. That's the part I, yeah, I also ab- enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. And and one of the things that I'm going into that I just finished writing. Oh, I can bounce this off of you guys when I finish what I'm saying. So one of the things that I'm going into is like my final book is called Velvet Throne. So you're tr- you're well with Joey. Joey will still be around after this last book, but I'm shifting focus. I already know what I'm doing with the next chunk i'm writing which is crazy but i had an idea about it but the whole thing is like she's reluctant to take this position of power well after the second book she's not going to be reluctant at all so like it's it's all about transition and i somebody pointed i was talking to one of my friends yesterday apparently i'm writing a terrorist cell group too and i didn't realize it whoa what do you mean mean? like i i write uh, like the slayers are in my book too so like I don't want to spoil it for those of you who are going to read it, but there's a point where it's revealed that someone created the Slayers. And as I'm writing this and describe it, describing it to my friend, I'm like, oh my God, 
I'm totally writing terrorist stuff and I don't even realize it. Somehow it's gotten into my subconscious and this is what I'm oh. writing. <laughs> you know, there's, there's many, like there's, if you look at my book, like not, like I said, it's a fun read, but if you look at it layered wise, there's a whole lot going on. Right. 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 Which I didn't plan, which is kind of cool. So, but my question of the night for all of you, how do you feel about shapeshifters? It depends well, how you handle it. Well, yeah, well, you know how is. you know how I feel about Hillary already, so I well, need to go there. Well, okay. yeah, right. Um, because I sort of I I want to kind of mess with that, and I was experimenting with it yesterday, but I'm not sure it's going to work. That's well, the other the original, thing about being... well, the original vampire stories were shapeshifters, right? Someone That's true. Yeah, it out, Bill, it's so funny you say that. Someone I work with who's like my proofreader, who's who like has been my proofreader since the beginning. She's like, well, you know, everybody turns into bats, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I mean, in the original, in the original Dracula, which you probably read, but it, of course, I, um, it's a good uh, book, everybody. It's a wonderful oh, book. So yes. is Frankenstein. Amazing yeah. book. Is it? I've never read Frankenstein. Yeah, Frankenstein. Oh, that's a great book. Shelley is yeah. really good stuff. Very Shelley back. Frankenstein. Yeah, Excellent I'll put it on book. my Kindle tonight. The, um, but in the original Dracula. It shapeshifts from a wolf to a human shape to a bat to a fog. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the fog. So, like, oh, I guess it, I, I guess I'm sort of sticking with my roots. Again, things I don't realize I'm writing. And, and I wonder if that's happened to other people who write. Like, you start writing so The whole writing point about when the ship is coming in, when he's right. sailing in um, to England, and there's a fog that's surrounding the ship. And then when the ship docks they move the boxes so they never see Count Dracula until right. he's in his castle. And he has to sleep on Earth from his from his home. Right. Which right. is what, you know, I was kind of thinking about that. literary agent that I once had. What? <laughs> no, but I was... <laughs> that, was that was funny. Um, I was thinking about that, that very thing when I was talking, I was getting ready for all this last week. And because he, he's just a guy that makes you want to think about plants and talking things that grow on the ground and so why is it that Dracula has to sleep on his mother or the earth where he was born the dirt why does he have to do that What's well he sleeps in a coffin nobody but 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 when when um the coffin coffins are open they're full of dirt he's sleeping on dirt from his native land like Romania or someplace it's part of the whole thing and I wondered what that means but you know, I just want to feel at home, Nancy. That is all. Yeah. <laughs> but there could be microbes and stuff if you're going to be, you know. He's a vampire. I don't think he cares about microbes. Just no, saying. He's already, but, he's already dead. He's yeah. the undead. If I were to guess, based on what education I've had in this area, there's some kind of extra meaning going on. Like, it probably has to do with the writer, and the writer was trying to write something in there. And it could just literally be that the person wants to feel at home. You know, I, I didn't, I never really thought about it because I, I wasn't writing it. Like whoever wrote it, wrote that suspension of disbelief into there. Well, um, we were, we were watching, um, how do you, okay. So are vampires and zombies exactly the same thing? Would you say? No, 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 no. And see, like I'm writing, go ahead, Bill. I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, no, you go ahead. I mean, this is so, Right, but so, like, the zombies are, like, secondary in my book, and they're going to become more prevalent in the third book, but, like, part of the thing that they're doing is, like, there's one group that thinks they can feed on the zombies, which is not going to end well. I mean, how well, could how, I... how do people get to be zombies in your universe? 
you know, I haven't addressed that yet. <laughs> Which is funny. It's like kind of like a sidebar. Like, like this is sort of all happening, but the main focus is these vampires because they've sort of got the zombies under control. Can I like throw zombies? Can I throw this out there? Since you sure. did, since you did invent that really great idea of the special kinds of blood, all everybody's blood kind of tastes different. Why not have the zombies be the result of bad blood someplace? Oh, it's funny you should mention that. In the first book, it's mentioned like uh, the daughter of one of the vampires who gets made when she's 18. Right, right, right. Says that, you know, my mother hates us killing people, so we're allowed to feed on zombies because they're already dead, but they taste like spoiled milk. So like, like that's like a dress. Like there's, there's some weird stuff that goes on that way. And part of the, in the second book, they all get trapped underground in this like crazy sort of James Bond-esque lair. I don't know what it is with me in writing things underground. I'm not sure. Well, I think you you live underground, don't you? I do live in a basement, but I'm not entirely sure that's where this comes from, but maybe, um, they get trapped under there because they're waiting out the zombies because, yes, they could fight them, but it's kind of a pain. It's sort of like you don't really want to go out when it's hot. It's kind of like that, you know, like you'd rather just stay inside. So they're sort of waiting it out, and then all this crazy stuff happens. And and did I send you – I think I did send you part of my second book. I yeah. have not read it. I definitely am going to wait until it's a little more – because I'm enjoying – I'm enjoying reading it like a reader – and I don't oh, want to. Well, that's fine. I'll be. D- I should be done with it. Like oh, I know. Oh, I know. With it. Oh, I, I don't know. know. I've never thinks. seen anything like it. And so I have of that. I have no doubt. Why read it when it's not done? It'll be done very shortly. <laughs> you know. And I have. Uh, yeah, we have to take a break. Uh, wait one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think we totally skipped the mid break. Yes. Oh, no. 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 Here's we're no. Gonna, this is the break it. right yeah. here. This is the mid break. It is the bottom of the hour. We are a co-host, Bill. That's me and Nancy Burns on Future Theater Live on the Dark Matter Digital Network and PSN Radio. Actually, I should have reversed that on PSN Radio and the Dark Matter Digital Network. And back with our guest, Roy Bila, after these quick messages. So see you on the other side. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. Supermanhomepage.com. Have you heard Mac Maloney lately? In your military career, did you ever see anything that came close to an unusual UFO sighting or? No. Holy (laughs) 
That was the yeah, yeah. ten seconds. Of, uh, no, what are you? That tra- was so convincing. Yeah. What are you trying to say there? Well, UFO is an innocuous term. That's the worst fucking denial I've ever heard. And I don't Mac Maloney's Military X Files Friday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern on the Public Streaming Radio Network. Hi, we're back on Future Theater Live with your co-host Phil, that's me and Nancy Burns, on the on PSN Radio, the Dark Matter Digital Network, with our guest Roy Bieler. We were talking um, on the break about just the, the, the various genres for vampire novels and one genre that does not exist, and I can see why it wouldn't, would be that the readers for, let's just say, gay over 50 vampire women, which is a, a very small niche, a very narrow niche. Um, I don't think so. I don't Well, agree. the readers for that, they might go along with gay. They certainly would go along with the, a, a lover over 50. Where they wouldn't go was for vampires. They would go with the pool cleaner. They would go yeah, but with I think women over Rodrigo 50 understand, just like everybody else, that the vampire genre is not about vampires. It's a, it's a chance to allow people to do things you couldn't get away with in real it's life. It's forbidden love. It's all kinds of forbidden love. And so a sexy vampire is just more pudding. It's just yeah, better. Yeah, a sexy vampire with a young girl is sexy. Only a for you. A sexy vampire with an older woman is not sexy. Only. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 yeah. no, no. I have to agree with Nancy. As a lesbian, I don't want to be dealing with virgins at this point in my life, okay? No, I want somebody older. So I, but I, a virgin I, is a terrible thing to waste. Yes, but, and now you've just <laughs> narrowed the niche more. I, I, don't, I don't agree. But it can't just be me. I, I don't but, think But here's is. the thing. When you, when you start reading Soraya's book... You are not reading about normal people. And after the Joey character goes through the transformation, she is now. She's old and she's young. So it's kind of cool. Her body is young and firm and all that and strong. But she's really getting older. She's an older person. So there's that at least. And I think in a fantasy world, women don't want to necessarily read about other women who have aches and pains. So I think it's a great way to try to capture the mind of a 50-year-old in the body of a forever young person i guess well yeah i kind of like that too it's like the one way you get to live forever is not to be dead yeah so my question is to be undead also they're very horny people these vampires that's the other (laughs) thing and in ordinary life you know people have hobbies and things but vampires well nancy they want to suck your blood i mean it's a metaphor for something you know what i'm saying it's very sensual it's like in addition to wanting to have sex they also want to do another weird thing and that's what makes it fun because it's a whole new orifice, really. The neck, mm-hmm. holes, more holes. Well, well okay. Here's, here's – and, and this is where I'm going to default to you people that are older than myself currently. You know, I keep getting told that like my whole like look on sex will change. I really think it depends on the person. I think it depends on the person. I can tell you for sure. I think it depends on, on, on the sexual proclivity, too. No, on the person, because you don't stop being who you are. If something stops working, 
I think you just drag it along and beat it up a little bit, and it, it'll work. <laughs> Whoa, Nancy, can you go so many places with that? Nancy. That is fabulous. Wow. That's a sound bite right there. I'm going to cut that out later and use that oh, as no, a promo. No, no. That's great. That's oh, but great. you should because that's perfect. I mean, that goes exactly with what I'm talking about is that one of the reasons I wrote what I wrote is that, like, <laughs> it's so marginalized. Like, after a certain age, we're not supposed to want sex anymore. And let me tell you, when I'm 60, I'm going to chase 40-year-olds. I'm just telling everybody now. I'm doing this. Okay. Okay. Um, Nothing wrong with that. Okay, so um, in a totally mundane uh, left turn here, can you tell folks, since it's fresh in your mind, you've just gone through the whole self-publishing process. Yes. You you tell folks some of the guideposts or something? Through what you did. Or hints or something? Well, sure. Okay. Well, first of all, like, I already had my image. And one of the things. God love you, Raleigh, wherever you are right now. Thumbs up. One of the things that Raleigh told me was find all my images, like, in a, what do they call that? Like a can stock photo thing. So I know my licensing and my licensing is safe and up to $500,000 of $500,000. I'm sorry, 500,000 copies. So beyond that, I have to pay a different fee for the license I'm using. Anyway, I did not know that. So that was useful information. The other thing is, is I created all my own artwork. Not that you have to do that. You can pay for that, but it's a lot of money. I like it's to also save a lot money. of fun if you're imaginative. I think you have, weren't you kind of visioning what you wanted from the get-go almost? Oh, yeah. Like, that's one of the things that's going to, like, yes, I would be so grateful if my book lands somewhere huge and, like, I get rich and that's wonderful. But I will lose my ability to create the artwork to look the way I want it to, which kind of sucks. But not everybody's creative, so... Just for that person who's looking to self-publish, you don't have to do the artwork yourself. You can have someone else do it. I chose to do mine. You know, I mean, it's just... And the other thing I went through that was challenging was Mm -hmm. getting it into Kindle format. That was a pain. I know. I know. Explain how you did that. Well, there's a template. And... um, Hmm. I got to think about that for a minute. Like all the things I went through, like I wasn't prepared to talk about this end of it. Well, you start with the, you start with Microsoft Word, which helps a lot. It's just like WordPress, um, the blog. If you're if you're on WordPress, you can sort of do special things once you get used to it. So with this, in this case, you start with I believe Microsoft Word, and then you worked with a company called Pronoun, <clears throat> which is an interesting company because uh, Soroya was looking stuff up. And I was looking stuff up because I want to re-establish filament books. And I need to know what other people are charging for royalties and stuff. And so I asked Soroya to, you know, what what could she find? But I was going crazy because the royalty world is really crazy in this, um, <clears throat> between Amazon, Kindle, and all the different things. Um, publishing it yourself makes a certain amount of sense because, it. okay, well, that's the thing, Soroya. You've begun to sell books. Are you selling any with keeping all your money? Not, not yet. No, no, no. And and I'll tell you honestly, the hard copy, which most people wanted, um, I'm making seventy five cents a copy if they go to Amazon. Oh, really? So if they go to Create Space, I make like four dollars. But here's the thing about doing that: then I have to direct people away from Amazon. Quite frankly, at this point, I'm not trying to make money. I'm trying to get my name out there. Exactly. The, the other thing I did was I paid for some advertising, and I'm not sure if that's going to work. I'll know at the end of the month. Um, it worked on Facebook. Um, oh, yeah. And that was a minimal expense. And, and what, I, what, did, what did you get for Facebook? Do I, um, I did a page for my book, 
and um and that would be free right i mean the page for yeah your book it's, it's free. completely free and it was uh ten dollars to uh promote me for seven days okay and i got a couple sales off of that on the kindle book um which i make way more money on that i mean you're asking me honestly like mm-hmm. i make way more money than i do on amazon but i had so many friends that wanted a hard copy right 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 and it's again, it's almost like um, it's PR at the end of the day. But there's look, a- I, I figure at this point it's going to take me until I get done with the end of the series for me to like make any money. And if I make more than another thing for writers, if you make more than four hundred dollars a year, they tax you on it. So I don't make a whole lot. So if I bounce into the next tax category this soon, it could cause me problems. Well. And and that's things that practical people don't think about. You you know what I mean? Like you're like, oh, I want to make all this money, and I'm kind of like, yeah, I want to make all this money after January. <laughs> you know, like right, where, right, right. From here to then, it's just hoping to break even. Well, right. Like I hmm. I've already covered my advertising costs. Like I've cool. covered that. I've made, like I said, around seventy five. Right. Not bad. You know, yeah. and I mean, and like I, no exposure except Raleigh. Right, and it's yeah. only been a few weeks. It's not been. Three I don't weeks. Think it's been a, it's, it's not even been a month yet. So yeah, you're, that's how you do it, and <clears throat> lots of people do. And and uh, we get um, there's a company called Warwick Associates, and yeah. they work with uh, New Page Books. Mm-hmm. And I just you know I don't know whether they, how much they charge, but they're a really good PR company. Excellent um, PR company. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. And so I might suggest them. But um, I had um, found this company called Pronoun. Which did you stay with pronoun and go through and and yeah uh, for my Kindle I did because it hit everywhere and then um, the other thing that helps is anybody who reviews your book mm-hmm. um, that really helps oh in what way um, how, do you, how do you how do your do you... it boosts your rating on Amazon like YouTube reviews and re- your Amazon uh, reviews no and... like actually on a- the Amazon site so like okay. if you right, right, right. if any of you go to Amazon and I can comp anybody who wants to review my book I can send you a free copy. That's I nice. would love to do that for you. That's a good in idea. Fa- in fact, I, I would, uh, if you know, if you want, we could put a banner on the website on PSN Radio. And yeah, absolutely. Do hook that. Hook up with some free advertising. I mean, I'm down. Yeah, no. Hey, I, I appreciate it, Angel. And the other thing that I, if I had to do over, I would have given away for free up front because I had like four people tell me I should have done that before I sold it. Yeah. Yep. As as far as like in retrospect, you know what I mean? Like if I had mm-hmm. it to do over, because again, I did this on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, this was something I did. Because I was like, oh, God, why am I not doing this? You know, maybe I can make a little money in my spare time, and maybe that gets my name out there and makes it easier for Bill. Actually, Bill, I was totally thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very sweet of you. Mm. You know, well, I don't also, know if it makes yeah. your job any easier, but, you know, as you said, it, it doesn't. doesn't. that's beside the point. Well, you well Saray, are you going, are you finding on the Internet any kind of groups that you want to join? Not Belgab, per se, because we can talk about poor Bel- Belgab. Um, just think, a year ago. We were oh, like God. frenzied with joy and happiness. And I really have never seen anything like the demise of what happened, where we are today. Um, I'm glad we all got together from this whole experience. But um, so uh, I lost my question. And are, good... are we going Are we going to Belgium? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Are you finding – here's the thing I think is critical maybe through Pinterest or maybe through Lord knows what, Facebook someplace. Well, LinkedIn. So, um, well, it, where do you find the other ladies who are writing in this genre? Because I know they – You I know just, what? And, and I will give Raleigh credit for this. Nobody's doing what I'm doing. She's right. Oh, come on. I mean there must be a whole – No, but there isn't. Not in my age genre. 
There really isn't. There's nothing like what I'm doing. And she's not being flattering because there isn't. Because most people do not rate their heroin over 40. Mm-hmm. It's a gamble. Well, and I, I, know, yeah. I know there are novels about witches. And I know there are romance novels in general about, say, women who time travel. You know, like uh, Outlander. Well, Outlander, yeah. yeah. Outlander. Um, what about a romance? How do the romance ladies feel? Do they welcome in vampire ladies? I don't know. I, it's not an avenue I've, I've explored. I've used my friends. I've used, you know, people I know. I haven't. I'm reluctant to join Facebook groups because, and like Bell Gab, it becomes a group think thing. So, like, if, if I'm not popular, I'm screwed. Like, if I do anything to piss someone off, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I tend to piss people off. So, this is not a good avenue for me. You well, know, you have, in fact, I believe you've um, you've left Belgab and White Crow was asking yeah. for you the other day. Um, Done. I'm <clears> not gonna. I and actually, if I could delete my account, I would, which is sad because I have a tattoo related to Belgab. I know. I know. Wow, really? You do? Really? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, it's a fish with a laser beam because so technically, means, without Belgab, I before you leave. Wow. Oh, no, no, no. I, I don't regret my tattoo. I, I'm fine with it because that was before the influx of neo-Nazis. But do I want my name associated with a neo-Nazi forum? No. Mm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's back, let's back I, up. And nobody's talking Neo-Nazis? About that. Hold on. Inform me on this. I, I barely go on the website. I'm well, Angel, that's why I've been so upset when you – see, I believe it came in. Here it comes. Oh, I, well, no, no, I, I truly believe when Trump got up oh, here we go. Yeah, on the Trump. stage. Yeah, he's a Nazi. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. He yeah. has said, get him out of here. Beat him up. He he's was- talking about people that are protesting and being rude and yes, belligerent yes. and that acting is- a fool. And you know what? Beat them up and get them the hell out of here. We don't That's want those people. How you treat- That's how you do it in Trump's America. That's how you do it in America, Nancy. We're well- a tough society. You've got to be tough. But but, but nonetheless, people crept on to Belgab, and they began to do this thing. And I talked about it three or four, five weeks ago maybe, and I started to talk about it at the front of the uh, show. And it was about uh, surrounding people's names with three parentheses. That means yes. that – and here's what that means, by the way, if you want to know in the legendary world of you know uh, the Urban Dictionary. The three parentheses means in the white supremacist world that Jewish people – have had such an impact on history that their names echo all through history, and they must be identified. So that well, the, Jesus was a Jew, you know. Uh, well, the true. white supremacists seem to not grasp. They that don't point. remember that, right? Yeah, yeah, but screw them. They don't know what they're talking about. You know? Well, but they're but they're but any time you let any hate group, I don't care what side it is, it's just wrong. A civil society should walk away from such jerks, and we're not doing it. We're letting them run Belgab. They did not get thrown off. They're first starting to, you know, they call, they call colored, well, see, I was going to say, they call colored people all kinds of bad names, and, I, and, I only, and that's because I'm of a certain age, and I'm not prejudiced. And you just said colored people, which I know, is I know. And very so 1965 I, but, of you, Nancy. Worse. Right. Oopsie. But, but this is nice to talk about because, you know what, there was a Gabcast and no one talked about it. And since I don't belong to that site, I don't care if they bash me at this point. But I think it's unfair that I have no option to delete my name out of that site. That's not cool. Really? You can delete your account if nope. you wanted to? It's one of the terms of service that you can never delete your account there. Well, and let me crazy. tell you, let's say, like Bill said, that I take off and become famous. Let's just live in this fantasy world for a minute, okay? Could happen. I don't want my name associated with the neo-Nazi forum. Agreed. But yeah, are they actually cool. doing Nazi stuff? I mean, yes. are they 
propaganda wise like they yeah, they're basically Nazi. making jokes that they didn't get all the Jews that last time now they got to get them all this time that sort of stuff what yeah 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 are oh, you yeah. serious there's a, whole, there's a whole thread that started that said should MV ban the neo Nazis and instead of banning them he let them flourish well then you know where he stands yeah, yeah and that's yeah, what I've tried to tell people fierce. I'm like hello he's letting it go do you understand what he's doing. Maybe, maybe or, not. Maybe uh, he's the beautiful thing about Belgab is free speech. It's yeah, always well, that, been, and prickly. That's a beautiful thing it. about America, Nancy. Freedom yeah. of speech. You know, it's not yeah. only the Belgab; it's freedom of speech in America. You know, and but I unfortunately, have the right not to belong to that free speech. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, you have you should have the right to like move out if you don't want to be a part. Well, of the group. weird thing about this, which nobody talks about, is MV. Everybody loves him, and he seems like a lovable guy. He's married. To I him. don't love him, to be fair. I do. I've never had any, you know, I have no reason to dislike him, but he's married to a beautiful Muslim woman who right now is vacationing in her home world. You know, Nancy, the Muslims are not too fond of the Jews, I'm just saying. No, 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 but she's, <laughs> but but he's he's hilarious. He always used to say he, he goes to bed with a towel around his neck because of their tendency to, you know. <laughs> um, so anyway, so she's in, she's in Morocco right now with, with his two children. They're, they're vacationing and visiting her family. Well, he stays home and runs businesses and stuff. And if Donald Trump has his way, those kids are not coming back in so fast. That lady's not coming well, back. Well, so hold on. Are they born here in the U.S.? I have no idea. Yeah. Does it if matter? They are, if they are, they, yeah, of course. If they, if they were born here, they'd have legal what rights about to be the, here. What, what about the wife who perhaps... I'm pretty sure she's legal by now, a resident. Or, if, like, if she's a resident, she's here yeah, legally. He's not, he's not going to try to kick everybody out, Nancy. This is a mistake that people are making and that you're making. He's not trying to kick every single Muslim out of here. No, it's the people that are coming here illegally and they're staying here past their visas and they're not getting legalized and they're taking advantage of the system, not paying taxes, but they're taking jobs away from Americans and citizens. Those are the people he's targeting, whether they're Muslims, whether they're Cuban, whether they're Russian, whether they're uh, Jewish, whether they're whatever religion, whatever creed, whatever nationality, whether they're Mexicans, doesn't matter. If you're here illegally and you've passed, a, if you had a visa to come in and you stay past your visa and you're here now illegally or you came in illegally and you're taking jobs away from people and you're bringing in crime and drugs, you deserve to get kicked out of here. That's called breaking the law. Oh, I can't hear Nancy now. Yeah, I like, I like Okay, yeah, I muted. I muted because I was yeah, but here's my the- whole point about the Belgab thing is that like I want the freedom to say no. Fine, you want to run your business this way, you want to create drama and let these people flourish. Cool, it's none of my business. I want to be able to opt out, and I can't. Well, you are okay. you are not identified as your real self. However, you, you yes, just- I am at this point because there are people that know me that way. That's true, and and you've yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I mean, you're, if they didn't know what your avatar was, they wouldn't know how to find you, for example. Right, which and, all yeah. of us who got really mad and decided to quit the forum, we got rid of our avatars. You did? We, yes. With how, many, how many of you are there? Because I'm missing people not knowing whether they're coming back. I so don't how, know. Uh, I know a couple people that personally did it, and I'm not going to refer to them by their name okay. because that's not cool. But there are people that were Jewish that quit that forum. Really, I'd like to know, and um, just I will tell you privately. But privately, yeah, I'd like to know because yeah, and like, and the reason they did was that they, and several of them went to him and said, "Hey, this is not cool," and he did I was, nothing. I was going to, I was going to, but I sort of thought there would be uh, a rising up of voices, but. I want to talk about Hillary Clinton on Belgab, and there's such a rising up of voices <laughs> right now. People that I really like, and that's the thing that's driving me crazy. I really like Angel. I really like Bateman, Steve Warner. I even like Vote Quimby. I used to really like him when we were doing Belgab. I'm just Bel- being quiet. I hate her. 
So, <laughs> hate who? Oh, but, 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 here, but, here, but here's what I'm saying. I really like these guys I just mentioned, um, avatars and as people, and they hate. They're 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 Trump supporters, and I don't know how to how to get a how how could I be so wrong? And Are, and and and, I, and I'm the craziest one of all, Nancy, because I'm a Latino who's a registered Democrat, has never voted Republican in his life, and I am voting for Trump this election because I cannot, in good conscience, vote for Hillary. It just well, that'll well, be. A horrible vote. Yeah, and I sort of understand where he's coming from because I have several friends that are voting for Trump based on the fact that he's not a politician. Correct. Because originally, just let me finish my thought on this before. No, I'm totally saying this. If you guys have asked me, you do. Go ahead. Go ahead. Before Hillary stole it from Bernie because he did have the votes, and that's coming out now. Yep. It was going to be Bernie and Trump, mm-hmm. and they were two outsiders, and that could have changed the whole system. And yeah. instead, I, I totally agree with you. And I'm but, very but worried. I'm very worried. He had about the that. votes, yeah. but he won. An, he won in Michigan. Well, put it this way, uh, Bill: a bunch of dead people voted. Uh, no, no, a bunch of dead people voted for Hillary. Dead people. How, how did Bernie have the votes in Pennsylvania? They were zombies. Jersey, New York. <laughs> no, no. Here's what happened, Bill. The mainstream media. I'm sure you're going to be shocked by what I'm going to say. Uh, they lied about all of it. Everything. If you go on and actually look at his site, and he could be lying, I suppose. But I, I really, I suppose everybody could be lying. Okay. At this point. I believe the WikiLeaks, and I think they're. Well, the I, I do too. Totals, but... The vote totals came from the states. Yeah, and it's all rigged. Oh. Why do you think this lady quit her job or, or, or resigned oh. because of this controversy? We can get into the guy that got robbed, but he still had his wallet on him because he was going to expose the DNC for all the voter fraud. So, I mean, we, we can go down all these roads. The, but the, the whole DNC point... wasn't running the elections. The elections were run by the state. I know because I'm in the state party in Pennsylvania, and it was the state party that was running the elections through the state. So the DNC wasn't running them. DNC was running the debates, and if you want to criticize the DNC about how few debates they were... Bill, look look into the WikiLeaks, Bill. You're going to be shocked. That's what I'm saying. But the WikiLeaks are private emails. Right, and, and they talk about and they talk about how they, they favored Bernie about, Sanders. And they, they talk, talk about, about how they favored Bernie. I mean, here's what Hillary they talk Bernie. about. Here's what they talk about. Let's be honest. They talk about the fact that Hillary was a Democrat. This is the Democratic Party that she's running as a Democrat, as a Democrat that was a state senator uh, that, uh, that was a United States senator. That she's running as a Democrat in the Democratic Party. Bernie only ran in the Democratic Party. This is according to his own quote. He said, the only reason I'm running as a Democrat is that I would not have gotten any traction from the media if I ran as an independent. So Which you're looking. So it doesn't matter. And he ran matter. before. I was a complete so Bernie you're head. Looking at, so you're looking election. at a party saying, here's a guy that, A, does not run as a Democrat. He runs as an independent. He's not a Democrat. He's a socialist. And and so he's running in our party. Now, we're letting him do that. And what you're seeing is the frustration in the party saying, and it's kind of like the Republican Party and Trump, and, and what they're saying uh, to each other is he's not a Democrat. And yet he's participating in a Democratic Party election. And so part of the fight that's going on, which is the, the big fight, is that independence can't vote in a Democratic primary in some of the primaries, the open primaries. Right, it depends on your state. Like we can here, I'm not registered either way. It's a state law. 
It's right. not the DNC. It's the states. But here's the good thing. Run this. The good thing is that almost everything in Bernie's platform is now finally in the Democratic platform. That helps a little. And here's the big secret that nobody realizes. And and, and if Hillary wins, you know, even she if won't. she doesn't, even if she doesn't win, no, here's what lose. here's what you should know. She is way more progressive than Bernie. She is an. Mm. A, a, no, she's not. No, she's, she's not. Got, she's in pictures with Trump. She's a Republican. And her she's running mate. No, she originally her, was a Republican. She was no, a Goldwater girl. No. Goldwater girl. Can we go back once? But when she can we go back for one second that she picked a running mate that's anti abortion? I'm not going to vote for her based on that. No way. Yeah, but he's Catholic. He's, but but, but see, he, he separated every abortion law in in the state see, of Virginia. See, that's the thing. He, he separates. He's, he's not anti-abortion. Trump he's wants a Catholic to take... who wouldn't ha- who wouldn't recommend an abortion. But the fact is, he actually makes a distinction between what's American constitutional law and what's religious law. So he's against abortion. So what? So so a lot of people are, but. He's also against the it death penalty, mean that, which is great. Uh, that they want it to be illegal. It just means that personally they're against abortion. And they're so never going to do abortion. But for people who don't believe the same way and people who are atheists and people who are even not worse than atheists, what could be worse than atheists? People who are scientists? Hey, I'm atheist. Well, I, I, I understand atheism entirely. Um, but in, uh, but I'm a left event, Catholic. But he's not a Republican. He's not anti-abortion. He's personally he will he's he's a Jesuit Catholic. See, if you look so, back, and here's another thing going on. I mentioned that um, Chris Matthews said that Trump was a '50s guy. Hillary is a '60s liberal. Period. That's what it is. It yeah, really, really is, and she has hidden it really her whole life because she's always wanted to get along. Look, you you can't do anything if you don't get elected. That's number one. You can just sit in the back and complain if you don't get elected. Once you can get into the party machine, if you're good at it. Well, Nancy, you just, you just nailed it. She's a fake. And that was another problem. That's it. Oh, no, she's no, a no. fake. She's a phony. She's a fraud. No, you just nailed a- it. You just said it. Okay. Said- the same way we can't talk about everything about ourselves on this radio show, because in some cases we could get in trouble. She had the same limitations. She, when she said the cookies thing, people went crazy. They hated her from that point on. All, you know, all these kind of little uppity things about her, they just hate. Now they think she's corrupt when before she was hated for being too, um, re- too, too Republican, too right wing, too rigid and all that stuff. It's, it's, a, it's a hiding of who you really are in order to get ahead. When, when we worked with the young Republicans, I, didn't, I, I just didn't say nasty things. They were, this is our paycheck. It means something, you know, to your boss. Um, so there's that. Whatever. So randomly, as as you know, we're like closing out. Do you mind if I plug my website? No, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, please. I'm really sorry to like <laughs> sidetrack all of you from politics, but so you can get my book at www. Sorry, you can get my book at www.joeyroxy.com, and that's j o e y r o x y dot com. Right. And all the links are working. Uh, the the link for the ebook, the link for the print book, and the link for Jerry. Yeah, well, everything's working. And um, yeah, I'm really sorry to table your politics discussion. Go ahead. So yeah, the, and I want to thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. And as far as like, quite frankly, I think the saddest part about all this politics is that then we let it separate all of us. That's true. Which is I agree. Sad. I agree, and that's the purpose of it. So we're fighting about stupid stuff that's while right. the takeover happens. Except, yeah, except, you know, yeah. whoever gets it, it's a takeover. If it's not, I'm going for Johnson. I think. I think we're going to go for Johnson. 
Johnson, even a bigger <laughs> Maybe I'll live long enough to see the next woman come along. William Weld, yeah, yeah. And that's being very it could have been Sarah Palin. Okay. Anyway, no, okay. God, no. That's even worse than Hillary. Jesus. Yeah. So, so we have uh, next week we have Chase, speaking of great ladies. Okay, Chase. Chase Klotsky. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. she's awesome. Yep. Yeah. And so Euphor Nuts is coming on right after Oh, yeah. Us Who's on Euphor Nuts? With Chris Besides Brown. Chris. Uh, John Selman is going to be on tonight, so uh, it's going to be fun. So stay yep. tuned, as they say. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow night is uh, Midnight the Desert comes on after us on the Dark Matter Digital. Well, so stay yeah, tuned. but you know what other show comes out tomorrow? Skywatchers Radio. Oh, Skywatchers. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my, goodness. Oh, my God. Oh, tune here. For, yeah, tune here and never touch your dial. So... It okay, is the anyway. the hour, yeah. so I want to thank our guest, Roy Bila, for joining us. Good luck on the novel. Congratulations. You can see all of her websites attached to ours. Uh, we are your co-hosts, Bill, that's me, and Nancy. Good night, everybody. Burns, broadcasting on Future Theater Live from the banks of Primrose Street in beautiful downtown rainy Solberry Village, Pennsylvania. We will see you next week when it will be August, and we will have Chase. So good night, everybody, and have a wonderful week. <laughs>